that you will never leave us or forsake us. You will not leave us orphans, Lord God, that you are with us to the end, Lord, that you're coming back, that all of this has a purpose for your divine, your word, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, in and through us as it's being done and declared in heaven. We thank you, Lord God, that we are privileged to be part of your kingdom, called in your righteousness, that you are our righteousness, you are our hope, you are our life And thank you, Lord God, that perfect love casts out fear. There is no fear in love. So, Lord God, I thank you that you tuck your people into the safety of the palm of your hand. Like the good shepherd, you carry that little lamb. Carry each one, Lord God, that they will not be afraid. And if they're being afflicted by panic or fear or anxiety through these dark and difficult days, Lord, that you will tuck them in to the understanding, the revelation of your love and truth, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, well we're, we're in days where there's much temptation to be afraid, you know, mm-hmm, with the, mm-hmm. the COVID-19 coronavirus well, pandemic type thing. But what we want to talk about here is the Word of is God. Is the Word of God. We've got to get Go back, back to the Word. We've got, mm-hmm. the, we've got the Word of the uh, epidemiologists and the Word of the news media. The experts. And, and, and experts on Whatever. this and... But the word of the Lord is the word that stands and remains. And I think the first thing that came to me as I was thinking about this was the the fact that um, uh, in, in Matthew, we, we begin with Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount, we call it. And he's really giving us the real precepts, principles, concepts, uh, the how heaven works, how he it wants he wants it to work on earth, but how it's it's all defined and um backed by heaven, the things that he's telling us to do, like, do not be afraid, blessed are the poor, blah, blah, blah. So let's look at a few of those verses, um, starting with Matthew chapter 5. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How many people of the great names, the, the big top dogs, uh, does this fit? Most of us are, are poor in spirit. We're crushed, knocked out. There's lots of offenses and justices committed against us, the poor middle class the poor working middle class of people upon the backs of who the elite ride, et cetera, et cetera. All of this, we are the poor in spirit. We are the ones who are not thinking um, that much of ourselves, but we're the great ones. We're actually the great ones. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn. How many are mourning today? Sad. Those who've lost loved ones in in violent and difficult ways. Those who have... um, uh, not been able to mourn their loss, uh, been taken advantage of. Uh, Jesus says, you will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Those who are being crushed, those who are being, their their finances, their properties, their inheritance that are being stolen, they're being um, abused. They are the ones who are going to inherit the earth. And and when Jesus is addressing his disciples here, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's not, he's a, his disciples came to him. So he's, I mean, there's a, there's an area of this, in a sense, if outside of the discipleship of Christ, if you're not a disciple of Jesus, and you've got all this crushing going on, it's 
It's going to amount it's, to nothing. It's not, it's, it amounts to nothing. You're not going to get any gain out of it. He's talking about those who are humble. Poor in spirit means people who are are, are humble, mm-hmm. uh, people Teachable. Who, who mourn, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of mourning. There's a lot of grief. Jesus himself was a man of sorrows mm-hmm. and, and acquainted, acquainted with grief. grief. At the same time, he had the uh, Hebrew says he was anointed with the oil of gladness above, above his fellows. Above his fellows, mm-hmm. and so. So there's that combination, but there's a time that we, we mourn, we grieve over uh, things. That, that are lost, that, usually things that we had hoped, maybe expectations, hopes, maybe goals, maybe dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, we grieve them, and some people are, are, you know, deep grief, it says, and great sorrow break the, the heart, break the spirit. I believe a lot of people who have heart attacks are, are dying because of deep grief and great sorrow. Things have not been resolved. There's yeah. not been a, a justice. There's not been a, a, a restore, restoration um, and so he says, but they are going to be comforted. They are um, going to be, in, they're going to inherit the earth. They're going uh, to the be. Meek, yeah, the meek shall inherit the earth. Those are those that are, are humble in spirit. You know, there's, there's a difference between, you know, meek and poor in spirit means that you're, you're, you're dependence. You're, you're, you have a dependence Upon on God. On, on God. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. So we we long for mm-hmm. righteousness. Why do we long for righteousness? Because because we, we're built by God. We're we're mm-hmm. built in the created in the likeness and image of God. So well, we long for righteousness. And righteousness includes, I believe, justice, um, truth, and, and justice. Because right. when you're righteous, you want that which is righteous to prevail. Yeah, and. We long for righteousness. Uh, at the same time, we live in a world that is run by the devil. Run by the devil. There's going to be no fair or just. So what we're what we're talking about when we're talking about the Sermon on the Mount, as it's known, is that it's it's the principles of the kingdom of, of God. God. It's, 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 so it, mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. Just a couple things about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God rules over all. I mean, mm-hmm. He has. He is enthroned above everything. He created everything. He he is over everything, and there is a. Uh, and he gets the final was, word it, on everything. There was a Hallelujah. capsule in the universe that has gone rebellious, and that's the earth, mm. and that's the um, the demonic realm, the angels that fell and rebelled and so forth. But and then but so. The prince of this world is Satan right now. Okay, right. It, he's not the king of this world. He's the prince of this world, and mm-hmm. he has been allowed by God to have mm-hmm. a certain well, leeway as he is building his kingdom in the hearts and minds. Well, of Well, how his that people. happened was the fact that um, God had given the authority, the power, the authority, the jurisdiction, the administration of the earth to Adam. But Adam, um, as innocent and naive as he was, along with Eve. They did not realize the forces of darkness that were setting up against them to take this kingdom because Satan had just been, Lucifer had just been kicked out of heaven. He had no kingdom. And so he had to go find one. And he took this one. He took the one that belonged to us. But here on the Sermon on the Mount, we see Jesus Christ and we see a a heavenly invasion of Mm -hmm. earth. Again, we see the invader of Jesus Christ taking on the form of a human being coming in our likeness now to relate to us so we could relate to him to say, here's what's really going on. People here's, here's how the kingdom of God operates. It still operates like this. You've lost a lot of the, um, the content because of the 
the the many many decades years centuries of um of, of of assault and oppression but here is how it works everything is going to be turned back to justice and truth everything is going to be turned back to the way god intends it to be so, so when he goes through this list he's addressing people who are sitting with him on the mountain this is a this is a heavenly invasion right here this moment these people are hearing it for the first time he's laying it out there he's he's invaded mm-hmm. heaven is invading earth Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God, and this is Jesus is the supreme revolutionary. Yeah, you know, he's the, he, the he's coming, deliverer, and he's coming, he's the captain of the host, and, and that's and, a good and, thing to to know about Jesus too. He came the first time as one of us to get us, you know, acclimated to recorrect the, the 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 record, so people would know who they are and what's going on. But this next time he's coming, which is soon and on the horizon probably, he's coming as the captain of the host. That means he's going to have armies with him. He's the, he's the winner. He is the, he's the divine one, the only one, the only begotten son of God, the only one God really is going to recognize in the end as the, the rightful authority. And he is the righteous judge. Oh, everything, everything and everyone is accountable to him. And so how revolutionary... Is, is this, this, is this Matthew but at 5, this, 6, and 7? Well, at this point, he is asking, giving opportunity to people to come clean or to make a choice and to let go of their own control and strength and yeah. give it back to him. Because when, the message of Jesus was this, repent, change your mind, change your direction. For the uh, kingdom of heaven. Thinking, yeah. For the what? Kingdom, kingdom of, of heaven, heaven is, is at hand. hand. The word at hand there means it's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's right there. And, and it's, in a sense, we could say the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is in your face. Well, it was in and their face is, with Jesus it, right it there. It was in their face with Jesus. And, and uh, it, it's interesting, just jumping way ahead and then going back. When Jesus uh, shared all this stuff that we have recorded in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, it says, it's so it was that when verse 28 of Matthew uh, uh, 7 um, in 29. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. They had never heard, heard this anything before. like this before. Mm-hmm. Why? Part of it was for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Well, there you go. That's why they were astonished wow. because they had not, they, their concept of God had been given to them through the rules and regs of, of the, the law, the Pharisee, the religious of, of, system of, of that Satan had got a hold of. twisted form yeah. of Judaism. God had given them the law, simple law, you know, the Ten Commandments, if you will, uh, on the mountain uh, with Moses. Um, and it was just simply to call them, re, you know, acclimate his people that he just pulled out of Egypt to give them unity, to give them their principles, their their government, their way things operated revelation. But it had been so long since then that the people did not recognize any of this as part of what they'd been taught by their generations and their traditions all those years from Moses to Jesus. The, the Pharisees, the, the scribes, the, Sadducees, the, hypocr- the hypocrites, the, 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 the uh, nepotism, whatever you want to call all of that stuff, had so corrupted and, and caused this a complete deterioration of God's true heart and intention through the Ten Commandments. And by the way, the Ten Commandments were temporary, I believe. Um, there is the new commandment Jesus gave in John chapter 15, 16. The new commandment is to love 
the Lord your God. It is to love one another. The old Ten Commandments, along with the 10,000 that Satan had the Pharisees add to that, could not force anybody to love anybody. It just basically, you know, you, you can't kill them. And yet they were killing people all the time um, because they had extended, extrapolated. I and mean, God gave the commandments extensions of them in Deuteronomy, uh, Leviticus, understanding the more particular things. And Satan used each one of those specifics to add on another burden to grievous to be born. By the time, and so by the time we get to uh, the mountain, the Sermon on the Mount, People are astonished. They don't even recognize this as part of what they are a part of. Mm-hmm. And and the the call always, the call to Adam and Eve, the call to Abraham, mm-hmm. who became you know the father of the faithful, the father of the nation of Israel, was the call to the kingdom of God for such a time as this. For for for, for the, the your time, our time, right now right. is our time. We're on the planet now. God ordained that we would come forth from the, it says in Ephesians, from the foundation of the world, he knew about us. And so so yeah. we've been called, we have been positioned, we have been assigned, yeah, exactly. we have been uh, released, we have been um, uh, deployed, if you will, to earth from heaven. We were in heaven, we're deployed to earth. Now it's time for us to work with him through the the, the direction of uh, the, the Beatitudes, for example, uh, this, the, the Sermon on the Mount, to pull this thing back in focus for the kingdom of God, to help people, whosoever will, one by one, to um, give people hope, to give them direction, to give them eternal life. This is what our job is now. And yes, the war is is ramping up all around yeah, us, but ramp- that's a good in a way because now the people are going to pay attention a little better. Maybe not all of them, um, but we're going to, this is, I heard a sermon a couple of weeks ago. It says, in the dark, in the dark. The guy in the dark, the dark room, the guy with the flashlight leads. We Mm -hmm. have the light of God. The light of God's truth is in us. And we are not to put it under a bushel. We're not to put it under a bed. We're not to be sad or ashamed. We're to speak and speak boldly. We should be the most kind, the most authoritative, the most confident, the most bold, the most... Joyful. Yeah, in the the midst, most, yeah, in, in the lights. Mi- in the midst of this, in the midst of this current worldwide... Epidemic of evil. Epidemic Let's call it what, for what evil. it is. Epidemic of evil. It's not one little virus that man made to control other men. It is a epidemic of evil. It is the final, you know, Satan, this is final, this final, his, his call. He's finally putting all his little pieces in place and he's going to try to blow up God. He's going to try to destroy God's people and then have this earth for himself because Satan knows this is his only chance. Otherwise, he's already been relegated to the pit. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? God has already told him where he's going to end up. Yeah, and and so in in the United States particularly, you know, we've had, and in the same way it was with Israel, there was the, the test of prosperity, and and then there's the test of adversity. Mm-hmm. Those two general categories mm-hmm. of of testings for us, how how will we react? How will we respond when we're blessed? Mm-hmm. We're, when we're prosperous and yeah. everything is going good. Mm-hmm. And, and and Old Testament Israel they couldn't handle prosperity, and they couldn't handle adversity. Mm-hmm. So now, at least here in the United States and in many other nations, those who love the Lord. Mm-hmm. 
It's a test of adversity. We're in the midst of adversity. We're to shine as lights in the midst in of the this of crooked, crook, in the midst of a crooked and, and perverse, perverse generation. generation. Yeah. And 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 Peter said on the day of Pentecost, uh, in his message to the people, he said, "Save yourselves from, from this, this crooked or this perverse generation." generation. Right. So so here, there's nothing here, new. Then is there really? It's all been crooked. But here's the perverse. deal. Here's the deal. You know. As God's people, we are called to the kingdom like Esther was in the Old Testament to save her people. Mm-hmm. We are the pro- point is is that we're called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Well, and Esther was a, a human being; she was a, a vulnerable person. Well, she she had a position. Orphan. Yeah, she she right. didn't think of herself as big or important or anything. You're not even beautiful, and yet the king chose her. And she was in a position at the time where she could, you know, pos- position and present um, her request. And you know what? She was putting her life on the line with that. But going back to this little piece, I want to, you know, what God said, where Satan is going to end up. He says in Isaiah 14, if you want to read about Satan, read Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. He says, um, he says, you how the uh, oppressor in verse chapter 14, verse um uh, let's start with verse four. Um, you will take up this proverb against the king of Babylon. He is the king of Babylon. We see him in Revelations. How the oppressor has ceased. The golden city ceased. He who struck the people with wrath um, with a continual stroke. He who ruled the nations with anger. He is persecuted and no one hinders. The whole earth is at rest and quiet. They break forth into singing. And then he goes on to say, hell from beneath is excited about you, about you come, your pomp is brought down to shield and the sound of your stringed instruments. So he's still pro- trying to make music. How are you fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, verse 12. How are you cut down to the ground? You who weaken the nations for you shall, you have said in your heart, I will ascend to ha- into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit in the Mount of the congregation on the furthest sides of the North. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to shield to the lowest depths of the pit. So you see, God has already told Satan where he's going to end up. And Satan is freaking out and panicking. And so he, his only last shot at not ending up in the, the abyss is to end up with his own planet. And the way he has to do this, cleanse this planet from all righteousness, all goodness. And yet God said, Jesus said when he came, I have come to, not to, I've come to save the world. And, you know, I mean, seek and say that which is lost. He's not to come to judge and condemn us. He knows this whole mess. He knows the injustice. He knows the sadness. He knows the pain. He knows how Satan comes to people individually and afflicts them, puts pain on their back, who tries to steal their health, tries to break their relationships, to destroy their marriages, to um, steal and kill their children. He knows. God knows all this. Um and he's saying in the midst of this, the kingdom of God says, you're going to get rewarded. All of this is being recorded. Nothing is being lost. Not a tear. All those bottles of tears that you cried are still preserved in heaven. All, not one of them is lost. Every little whimper, every little sadness, every little thought, every little torment that you have, God is there. He sees it. He knows it. He wants you to know that he knows it. And that's the problem. A lot of us don't think God is hearing us because doubt comes in and says, well, pfft. He's not going to care about that. God's too busy for that. Don't bother him with that. You know, you're not that important. Blah, blah, blah. And so, but Jesus is saying, no, no, no. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. It doesn't hurt you to be kind. Even in these days, there's no cost. There's no uh, law against being kind, being good, gracious, helpful, reaching out, 
Um, there's no law against that. This is how we're going to shine in these days yeah. because a lot of people are not going to be merciful. They're going to be selfish. They're going to be Scared. hoarding. Yeah. They're going to be afraid. They're mm-hmm. going to be angry. They're going to be violent. Uh, and I think we can look at some of this violence to increase, but God is mm-hmm. looking as for us to be merciful mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on people. And, you, you know, part, part of this thing, too, is I'm thinking that we are not going to be able to rely upon ourselves. You know, we think, well, I've got enough of this and I've got more of that and I can always. But, you know, the thing is there may be a point in time where the meal runs dry in the, in the barrel and there's just a handful of meal left. And then the prophet comes along and says, give it to me. And the poor little widow woman says with her son about to die. OK, well, here it is. Here's the last. We're going to make this for you and then we're going to die. But then God restored the oil and the meal so that it didn't run run out. So she mm-hmm. was totally taken care of in the plague. So and who knows if she didn't give a lot of that meal away to her neighbors. God is going to provide for us. I, I, we need to be wise in making provision and, you know, storing, having some stuff, you know, stuff like that. And it's not just all for you, though. It's not just all for us. It's for, for to share with others. We read in Isaiah 58 about sharing your bread mm-hmm. with others and, and so forth. So and he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. You know, that this is, this is something that what's our motivation? What's our motivation for living? Right. What, what's, you know, is there, you know, a, well, the Bible says the heart uh, is deceitful above all else, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Exactly, exactly. But so if you have your focus, is, yeah, this but, world is it's not, we're not here to gather a pile of stuff like the rich guy who filled his, his um, barns with grain and he says, I can take ease now, I can take a vacation, right. some rest, rest soul because you got a whole bunch of stuff laid up. The thing is, he died that next that night. He, he wasn't able to partake of any of those things he thought he was going to rest in. Our rest is already in Jesus Christ. You know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. He who loves his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will keep it. Your life is already, you're a dead man already because you were crucified with Christ on the cross. So now we're not here to preserve our life. We're here to give our life, uh, just like, you know, participating in Jesus Christ who gave his life as a ransom for many. We're just here to to let him live his life through us. So this really takes the pressure off of trying to make everything okay and uh, being afraid. Perfect love casts out fear. And fear comes in on, it's like he comes in anywhere he can. In any leak in the boat, the fear will come in. The water will come in. Mm -hmm. And so God wants us to know that he says, merciful, pure of heart. Those who are pure of heart, they'll see God. You said blessed are the peacemakers. That doesn't mean that you compromise and mm-hmm. just let people run all over you. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how do people get peace? People, you know, by being just, Romans 5, 1, it says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with, with God. God. That's so the big piece So if you don't right have there. peace with God, mm-hmm. you don't have peace with yourself, you don't have to peace with other people. And so we're we're messengers of peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Bible says how beautiful are the mountains, are the feet of them who bring God, yeah. good news and proclaim peace, a message of peace. So the only peace there's no peace to the wicked. Mm-hmm. So there's there's peace of God. Yeah, we, and we I, can have peace with God, and we have the peace of God. And I think we're almost sometimes tempted when things get really tight, um, like maybe the widow whose barrel of meal was running down. Um, Yet she must have, she knew the prophet evidently, and so she must have had some relationship with God or some revelation of God. But she could have got to the place of starting to, where are you, God? What about me, God? Cursing God, you know, cursing herself, trying to figure out why she's being starving, why she and her son are starving, whatever. 
Well, this is the temptation, too, when God does not come through the way we expect him to or want him to, that we're still not dead enough because we still are mad. Okay, God, what about all this? I did I did all this stuff I did for you, and this is what I get. You know, that's just not a good attitude towards God. Um, you're gonna, we're going to suffer. We're going to be persecuted. But God says he will never leave us in the persecution, in the suffering. How did the martyrs die? How did they have so much courage to die? I think personally, it was because God was there doing it with them for them. And they didn't even realize it looked terrible on the outside that the people were watching them being boiled in the oil or whatever. But I think on the inside, they didn't even, they were somewhere else. In the ins- I think God was with them, ta- had taken them somewhere else. Yeah, inside, inside they were already dead. Well, and they were already with Jesus. They were they, already yeah. with Jesus. And, you know, you know, you you just they had just given given everything over to to him over to him and everything so so when they persecute you for righteousness sake yours is the kingdom of heaven you know we are it's very difficult it's impossible for us to do anything but imagine you know reading the word of god what jesus god the holy spirit tell us about heaven about what's going on up there who's up there the thrones the the four you know living creatures the angels the da 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 it's like we've not, we have had no human um, abilities to relate to that. Uh, we, some people have visions and dreams, and that's about as close as you get, except for the revelation of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit as you read the Word. But it's, it's like none of us have really experienced a rapture. None of us have, you know, experienced, um, yeah, we've experienced a lot of tough things. But this thing God promises us, the kingdom of heaven, it, it's like, we have nothing here to uh, relate to that. It's like God is describing to us the taste and the texture and the the qualities and properties of a certain fruit that is not on the earth. So we cannot say we've experienced eating that fruit, that particular fruit, because no one has ever seen it. No one has ever tasted it. It's kind of like that in heaven. Some people die, go to heaven and come back. I get that. but And they tell you a little bit. But... Again, it's like a fairy tale. It's almost like a good story. It's almost like, wow, it's a cool testimony. But it's not like, whoa, this is my home. You know, we've been out of, I've been away from my home for quite a while now, actually. You know, and it's it's like, but I, but when we were there the first time, all of that, whether we realized it or were consciously aware of it at the time we were there, was all blotted out of our mind as we come here. So that we're, our full experience is here on the earth. Jesus knew about his, where he came from. He continued his relationship with the father. Um, and as he went on more and more, I believe he received more and more of the re revelation of, uh, where, what, what was going on in heaven. I think at some point when he was a baby, he probably didn't realize all of those things. Um, but as he walked with God, spent time with God, 30 years in the in the in the carpenter shop, you know, some of you are thirty years in the mechanic shop. In the in the you know, you're in the um, uh, machinist shop. You're 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 tied up in a job that's just been grind, literally, no pun intended, grinding away at you. And it's so hard to think of something different than that. You're, it's ground into you. You teach every day. You go to work every day. You do this every day. You milk cows every day. You whatever. It's ground into you until you think that's all you know. But Jesus is here on the mountain. He's saying, look, there's more, 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 much more. Let's look at this for a second. The kingdom of heaven. And they're saying, astonished at the end, but what is the kingdom of heaven? He said, repent. The, 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 repent. One word. 
Repent. Two syllables. One word. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now we're in the same place today. On this day, we're in the place where the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And God is saying the same thing to us. Repent. Change your mind. Turn around. Stop going in the wrong direction. Stop and go. Turn around. Go in the right direction. And repentance brings you into the place of the kingdom of heaven. God is not food and drink. It is righteousness. Romans fourteen seventy. It is righteousness, peace, peace and, and joy, joy in the Holy. Spirit. So we eat off and feed off that's of these the things. Mm-hmm. That's what's. That's what's. And uh, all. He, us. Yeah, and then he says finally in in um, chapter six, verse thirty three. Um, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, here is the bottom line: Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, God is going to give you grace for today. He's going to give you what you need for the day. Whether it's breath or food or, sh- or shelter, God is going to get you through. And, and you're going to look back and say, I don't even know how he did that. I don't know how he kept me through those years and years and years of no money, no finances, and yet he kept me. This is how the miraculous keeping power of God. And I would just encourage everyone to just be reading and meditating on Psalm 91. Yeah. Psalm 91. And I want to close, if I may, here just with Psalm 121. Okay. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Well, Lord God, we thank you that you do not lie, that your word is true. It has proven to be true over and over. The prophetic words, the promises, um, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you, ask anything in my name, I will do it for you. Uh, do not worry do about tomorrow. So, Lord God, we thank you. Hallelujah. We just want to give you praise and we bless all the people who are listening to this and those who will listen, um, that you will encourage each heart, that you inspire this, raise up your army of righteousness, the, that the light of the world, who is you, Lord Jesus, that now shines in us, will shine brightly in this time, in these days, Lord God, that people will not grow weary in well-doing, they will not lose heart, and, and, and they will not faint, because you are with us, Lord God. And I pray for the, your peace, your mm-hmm. wisdom, your grace, your love, your joy and your guidance on each one that's listening day by day, moment by moment in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.